If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Yesterday, we were told that by Don Lemon that the Trump supporters are nothing more than, I guess, the new KKK. Today, we're being told that we need to be deprogrammed, folks, and I guess I'm the one to help. I, You know, maybe, maybe since, um, you know, the left is not really capable <clears throat> capable of managing these things maybe maybe I should volunteer my services to help deprogram ourselves from just all the crazy things that we've been taught to believe conservatism about the constitution about uh, Trump and whatever else they think that we are crazy about they don't want to debate us they just want to deprogram us and who knows um why <laughs> It's just – it's incredible to listen to this nonsense. So much to get to today. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, opinions, your adoration, and praise is also accepted. Todd at com is the email for that. I also encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter. Totally free, 100% free. Um, and what we're – the reason is um, – I guess I should say the reason is that we are candidly being – I mean, with social media, you know, we had Parler. Parler says they're going to be up by the end of the month, they believe. And so there is um, an attempt to make it difficult for conservatives to communicate. People being censored on social media. Again, Parler and other places being taken down. Websites, Amazon Web Services taking down the Parler website, Google and Apple colluding to make sure that the folks at Parler cannot get their platform to users as well. And so you begin to wonder the ways in which you want to stay connected. Email is the best way to ensure that always happens. You can subscribe for free, 100% for, uh, for free, toddhuffshow.com slash subscribe. I want to start this morning, and I've got a lot of sound bites I would like to get to. I know that we will not get to all of them. But I do want to start this morning with the soundbite. I want to talk about this deprogram. <laughs> Folks, they literally want to deprogram you. Deprogram you. Deprogram you from wanting to vote for or having voted for Donald J. Trump. Deprogramming you for not adhering to their liberal theology. And yes, I said theology before philosophy or even worldview. Political theory, 
It is it is theology for the radical left. You've heard me say on here before, and I stand by this, the ultra-radical left, the ultra-radical left, to them, government is their God. There is nothing government cannot do. In fact, I'm kind of intrigued um, when I hear people on the I'm talking about the, the the one very radical, the atheistic wing of the, the radical left. When I hear them mocking and talking about some of the attributes of God, for example, his, uh, say, omnipotence or just that he's um, – just just take that, for example, all-powerful, all-knowing. They, they adhere to this philosophy. They believe that the government – there's nothing the government cannot do. The only thing that stops the government from solving all of our problems is you. That's right, you and me, in the mind of the rabid, radical, godless, atheistic, radical part of the left wing, right? The radical left, ultra, ultra radical left. The only thing that stops the government from solving all of our problems and for them ushering in utopia on planet Earth, and that includes determining what the sea levels are going to be, uh, that there's total equality in all places at all times for all people. They can determine whether or not men and women, whatever, different groups of people are getting paid exactly the same for the same work, however they define those things, and uh, excluding other parts of real life and why that might be the case. But they can fix all of that if it was only, if it were only not for you and me, they could fix those problems. And so... They can't win the political debate. They cannot win the political debate. In fact, they kept their candidate in the basement, the candidate that drew dozens of people to rallies inside of circles, the candidate who oftentimes cannot put two coherent sentences together. And it pains me to say that because I do think that there's something uh, that may be quite wrong with president-elect, I guess if you will say, soon to be tomorrow, President Joe Biden, you will not hear me scowling and crying at the universe that that is going to be the case here in the next, uh, what is it, uh, 30 hours, 30 hours. You're not going to hear me cry and scream at the universe. You're not going to hear me, um, you know, say that I'm, you know, ashamed to be an American. I'm concerned. I'm not ashamed. In fact, it reminds me. Reminds me of a story. I played football in high school, and I remember this. Some of these things just stick with you. And we played a team, and they were whooping us. I mean, it was bad. In fact, our coach wasn't having having anything to do with this. Our coach was very competitive, uh, very successful player. Um, played at Purdue University, and he got us in the locker room at halftime, and we were getting smoked. I don't even re- remember the score, but we were getting thumped. And he asked one of the players, "Are you embarrassed?" And somebody said, yeah, and he lost his mind. I mean, he went ballistic. He's like, you should never be. You should never be embarrassed to be a Monrovia Bulldog. That's where we were at the time. And I would never, in the same way, I'd never be embarrassed or ashamed of being an American. I'm concerned. I'm concerned with election integrity. I'm concerned with the things that are coming down the uh, proverbial pipe here. I... I have great concerns for my country, um, but I want to win the argument. I want to persuade. I don't think that someone needs to be deprogrammed by Katie Couric, the media, the the deep state, and this is taken seriously. 
right? This is taken seriously. They don't want conservatives. They don't want Trump supporters to have jobs. They want them to pay. They want them to pay the price. Maxine Waters, other folks telling the supporters, the radical left, to make them pay. That insane, deranged representative from the state of Michigan and that <laughs> chilling video she put out during the uh, the hearings Michigan was having on election integrity, make them pay. Soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Make them pay. That's what she said. That's what she said later, referring to them as soldiers of Christ or some such thing. I don't know what this lady, she's, she's deranged is what's going on there. But anyway, so I don't know when this is a couple of days ago. Um, Bill Maher having a couple of guests on, socially distanced at the table, by the way. No masks, but socially distanced. Bill Maher talking with them about really kind of an assessment of where we are, what needs to happen next um, for America. And I think these are fair questions, right? And, and in fact, you'll hear me from time to time actually um, applaud Jim uh, Bill Maher. Sorry, Jim Jordan's on the television back here in the background. Bill Maher. Um I'll applaud him because he actually says, for example, I, I cited yesterday where he said that you can't, you can't confuse, you can't group into the same category the 74 million Trump voters and the 5,000 rioters on Capitol Hill or whatever the number was. To his to his point, you, the the 74 million they were not, they may be angry, they may be concerned, but they weren't the rioters, right? These are different people, and I applaud him for saying that. That's responsible. That is that's that's a fair statement. I can I can accept that. We can have some common ground there. And I would extend the same the same for him. As I've said before, the average rank and file Democrat, the Democrats that I know, are not the radical, unhinged, deranged leftists. They're not the ones running the party. They're not the ones who are calling for some of these crazy ideas. They're not the ones that are calling for political payback and political retribution. They're not the ones doing that. But there are, we would be uh, naive to, to say that that's not the case. They are calling for political retribution. They are literally engaging in an, in an impeachment hearing. Well, now it's, he's been impeached, but a, a process that is much more closely related to the Salem witch trials than it is to the actual process of a constitutional impeachment. So all this stuff's going on, and we're trying to make an assessment. What, you know, how do we... How do, how do we – what do we learn from, from the, the, the past couple of months, the past couple of years? Um, how do you make an assessment of this group or that group? How do you, you know, advance conservatism? The left would be saying how do we further advance uh, statism, St- Stalinism today, right? How do we shut down more social media platforms? Whatever. There's this period of, of analysis. The American people – have have made their their voices known. Of course, there's a whole series and litany of questions about that regarding the integrity of the election. But there's this conversation that's being had. Is the point? And so here is Bill Maher speaking with Katie Kirk, and I want you to listen. <laughs> listen to this. This is this is taking a serious commentary. She takes this. She she means this to be taken taken seriously amongst the elite. And I'm sure the elite will stroke their chins and nod their heads. Oh yes, Katie has quite the quite the point here. Let us consider how we must deprogram the Trump voters. Here's the whole exchange. is about a minute and 11 seconds. Here you go. Okay. And as much as I'm worried about 
these loons who break into government. I'm actually more worried about the loons who did get elected. Because, I, I mean, what do you do about these people? There's 147 Republicans in Congress who still don't concede that Trump lost the election. What do you do about people who are in the government who don't believe in our way of government? It is so shocking. Not only do, are they not conceding, Bill, but there's thoughts that there might have been some collusion among members of Congress. Some are refusing to yeah. go through magnometers or whatever you call yeah. them to, to check for weapons. They're not wearing masks during the siege. I mean, it's really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about how AWOL so many of these members of Congress have gotten. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 24-7 on the internet, by their constituents, yeah, by and you. bought into this big lie. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? There you go. Then thank you for Newsbusters news for putting that together. But how are we going to deprogram these folks who, part, who are part of the cult of Trump? That's the question. That's what she wants to know. And that's to be taken seriously. Deprogram, uh, deprogram, folks. Maybe we should do what this. Uh, what's this? This attorney for Project, or not for Project Veritas, the guy that uh, was an attorney for PBS. He's been fired. He's been fired, uh, but he was on tape under uh, a Project Veritas investigation, saying that uh, certain Trump supporters and their children and so forth should be sent to re-education camps. Maybe he could run this program. Maybe they should call him up. Maybe someone from the Biden administration can get him on this educating and deprogramming American Trump supporters because that's their conclusion. Something has to be wrong with them. I, in fact, I'm waiting for maybe, maybe they could uh, get Dr. Fauci. Maybe they can get Dr. Fauci <clears throat> to go to the podium and say it's scientifically proven, science has proven that liberalism is the right ideology. Science has demonstrated this. Um, I have in my you know, continuous studies of the issues and the political ideologies, Dr. Fauci could say, I have come down on the side of uh, realizing that without any question, science has proven that liberalism is the correct Ideology, And if you have something different from that, it needs to be treated as, as a disease. Now, you might chuckle at that notion, but there's a part of you that thinks we're not too far from that, right? We've got Jack Dorsey shutting down the president of the United States on Twitter, right? And then a couple of days later, complaining how social media was, I think, trying to silence uh, people in Uganda or some such thing. Meanwhile, he was literally engaging in that right before our very eyes. We've got, I mean, all, the, all these folks are guilty. Facebook, Twitter, you know, name the, the social media platform. You've got Google and, and Apple. You've got Amazon who took the website of Parlor down. You have a blackout. I mean, they have a complete monopoly, effectively, an ideological monopoly, not one company per se, but an ideological monopoly in the news media. And they still can't, they still can't, persuade you. They're not trying to persuade you. They're trying to act like there is no other ideology. They're trying to act like science has proven that liberalism is right. And if you don't believe in the tenets of liberalism, the tenets of statism, that you need to be basically checked out. You need to be 
programmed, I should, I should say, checked in, checked into a facility where a team of scientists work to deprogram you. All in the name of science, all in the name of ushering in peace, all in the name of making sure you don't start an insurrection and cause the downfall of the United States because you believe whatever you believe about liberty or take your pick. It doesn't matter. They don't want you to be free to believe it. And you need to be deprogrammed, folks. Deprogrammed indeed. So yesterday you were all members of the KKK, um, according to Don Lemon. Today you need to be deprogrammed, according to uh, Katie Couric, and probably lots of other folks, probably other elitists around this country are nodding, probably thinking that the idea of having a scientific team deprogram you sounds like a pretty good one to them. They're out there, folks. They've been emboldened by what they uh, have seen in this election, and they ignore all the election integrity issues, but they've been emboldened. And it's time for payback politics, uh, politics, so we've got to buckle up and be ready, but do not worry. Do not worry. We will navigate this just like we do everything else, but we'll have to do that after the break. Sit tight. You are listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, this program is brought to you. I'd like to welcome one of our newer advertisers, Indiana Paradise Retreat. Indiana Paradise Retreat. It's a located in Morgan County, about one hour south of Indianapolis, 30 minutes to the north of Bloomington. 150 wooded acres for hiking, fishing, bass and bluegill for you fishermen. Um, 11,400 square foot lake house that includes a theater game room gym woodman's bath just a really uh really nice place for a retreat special event you can find out more on their website indianaparadiseretreat.com that's indianaparadiseretreat.com so talking here kind of about the assessment of where we are right there's this process the election has taken place the candidates have been elected. Some people have lots of questions about that, and you're not wrong for having questions. You're not wrong for being curious. You're not a traitor or a seditionist or anything else to have questions about this election. Any more than – now, you're not crazy like the people who believe the Russian conspiracy hoax. You have questions about these anomalies, about the way that poll workers were treated – Poll watchers were treated by people in various states, right? You have questions about the large number of votes that came for Biden overnight, the pristine ballots, the signed affidavits, right? There's actual evidence. Now, they tell you there's none. They tell you there's none. But the reason they tell you there's none and the real, real uh, reason that they tell you that you're basically a conspiracy theorist or a lunatic for having these questions is because they don't have an answer for these things. When have they ever – remember this lieutenant governor in, in Georgia? In my opinion, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan is the epitome of irresponsible, the epitome of it. He said, hey, if I had five minutes, five minutes to t- explain to you what happened in our election, I would be able to convince you. But I can't do that. I don't have – there's not enough 
there's not enough of me basically to go around. And of course, this is how government folks think. If only, if only there were more me running around, like Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan in the state of Georgia, being able to have these five-minute conversations with all these constituents that had questions about the uh, integrity of their election. If only he could spend those five minutes, he could persuade us. To which I said, hey, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, make a video, right? A video is a way for you to, five minutes. I, I don't, I mean, this is, this is the entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur in me. This is the uh, you know, the, the person who doesn't look to government to solve my problems, um, you know, people who actually think maybe outside the box a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it's that far outside the box. Maybe to a politician it is. But hey, instead of thinking that the only way to do this is go person to person, Jeff, why don't you make a video? And in that video, why don't you explain to us in five minutes, because it should be so glaringly and apparently obvious to the rest of us who have questions about the integrity of this election, well, two elections for your state, but just explain to us. Just tell us what we're, you know, what what you know, how secure and safe, and how you know for a fact that your counts aren't even off by one vote. That's what they told us as well. Just hey, just just explain that to us in a video. The height, the height of hypocrisy there. But there's this process, right, where you go through after the election, and whatever happened with that, you look at both sides, look at this, and say, okay. This is, you know, what, what do we learn from this? What are the American people thinking and wanting? What, what are our candidates, uh, I hesitate to say good at, but good at or wh- where, are they, where are they lacking? You know, what can we, what, how can we make improvements? Or <laughs> sometimes how can we manipulate that? That's unfortunately oftentimes how they think about this. This is what Americans feel. How can we use that to our advantage and not do anything about that? That's a way that a politician thinks about an issue. By the way, the exact opposite of how an entrepreneur, a business owner, a productive American thinks about that. So that being said, that being said, there's this process, right? This this process here for um, effectively getting to some answers. And so I want to play this. I'm not going to play this entire thing, but it's a minute or a uh, minute and a half or so. H.R. McMaster, former national security advisor to President Trump, talking with Jake Tapper about not just what's wrong with Trump, although that's what Tapper wants to talk about. Tapper thinks that Trump and his followers are the problem 100%. H.R. McMaster broadens the scope of what's going on and, and brings in other other issues. I want you to listen to this because he's right on some of this by by highlighting some of these things. He's not by any stretch. I'm not agreeing totally with him, um, but I am agreeing that there's other there's other problems, including the media. Jake Tapper doesn't like that. So here's this exchange. I want you to listen to this. That ought to bolster our confidence. He might run tomorrow. again, though. He might run again. Would you support him running again? No, Jake, I don't support anybody. I mean, any individual. But I think it would be terribly divisive for our country for him to for him to run again. What we need to do is we need to analyze what the heck happened. Right. We've been talking about the president's responsibility, but it didn't start there. Right. This loss of confidence, these these large portions of our population which feel disenfranchised, that lack confidence in our common identity as Americans who lack confidence in our democratic principles and institutions and processes. How did that happen? Jake, I write about this a lot in Battlegrounds. We need to look at education 
and civics education, a sense of our history Amen. And, and, and who we are. We have to look at your profession, Jake, the media. Uh-oh. You know, why is it that, that people who lean in one direction politically watch one cable news station, some who lean in another direction watch yours or, or another one? Why, why do people go to the pseudo media and believe these kind of conspiracy theories? What is the role that social media plays in further polarizing our society and pitting, against, uh, pitting us against each other? We have a lot of work to do, Jake, and we have to yeah. do it, you know, as Ron has said, in a bipartisan, nonpartisan manner. Like and that's what all of us can expect of our institutions and expect of our political leadership as well. Okay, I mean, the only I don't want to get into a conversation about CNN. We have a whole show that does <laughs> that called yeah. Reliable Sources, but I will say Reliable sources. there are channels in which lies are told and there are channels in which facts are told and people who want the lies, they don't come here. <laughs> they go to a different channel. Um, but but I don't want to talk. Hey, about Jake, it. I'm just I'm just stating a fact. I'm just oh, stating. Oh my goodness, they don't. <laughs> the people who don't, the people who want the lies, don't come to CNN. That's what he says. The people who, <laughs> the people who want the lies, I guess, go to Newsmax or Facebook or not. He didn't say that, but he's Fox News, Fox News, Newsmax, OAN. Those people want lies. They desire lies. Jake Tapper, if you read between the lines here, that's what he's saying. They don't go to CNN for lies. They go to CNN. What do they go to CNN for? I watch it for humor, Jake. I watch it to make my day. I watch it to realize, just to get a glimpse into some of the crazy nonsense that's out there so that I can share it with you and so that I can get a laugh. Sometimes it scares the heck out of me because, again, as Rush Limbaugh has said, when these folks, these the radical leftists, the folks that are on CNN, or for example— when they're in power, they are mildly terrifying. When they're out of, ter- out of power, their party's out of power. It's kind of comical to listen to some of this silly stuff. But every once in a while, the perfect storm happens, and here we are dealing with this alternative universe. So CNN, CNN, a place where facts are given first. I can't even say that with a straight face. If they asked me to do the voiceover for CNN, I would say I cannot do it. I cannot say facts first because I can't. Do it without, unless I can say it laughing. Can I say it laughing? Can I say it ironically? Can I throw in an eye roll? Because that would be what it takes for me to do that. Quick timeout is in order. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Folks, so again, we're doing a post-election. Well, different folks are doing post-analysis or post-election analyses, I should say here. And there's a lot of things, of course, that um, will be discussed in the coming days and weeks and months to come. This is, by the way, the time. This is the time to get involved and begin the process of directing who your candidates are. I know we just came through an election. I know that you're thinking, Todd, that election, uh, many of you are going to say it was stolen or whatever the case may be. At least highly questionable, highly suspect. You know, what's the point? And I, I get that. I get that. But I also think, what else are you supposed to do? Right? What else can What else can we do? Um, but find the people who are the most conservative, the most interested in protecting liberty 
and the foundational principles of this great nation and the Constitution, right? And so we have folks in lots of places that need to face primary challenges, and they need to be defeated. And so that's one of the reasons why I've said before, sign up for our free email newsletter. We're going to use that as as things in the days, well, the, the months to come. To try to you know coordinate and and get uh, make some difference make make a difference in these um, respective races, right? We want to find conservative candidates. It needs to happen now versus on election day, right? That's too late to actually change the slate. So if you want to be involved in that again, slash subscribe totally free. Don't have to buy a single thing from us. Don't have to do that. We'd like somebody to. <laughs> In fact, you could buy merchandise or subscribe or whatever, but that's not what this is about. This is about getting conservatives moving in the right direction and actually trying to change uh, change the the types of people we have on on the ballot. Okay, I, w- I want to play another soundbite here. I know we normally don't play this many soundbites, but inauguration day tomorrow, about twenty four hours from now, depending upon when you're listening to this program. Um, many of you listen as a podcast, is why I say that, but. This um, tomorrow's election or inauguration day. So at noon tomorrow, Biden is going to be sworn in. Um, there's you know National Guard twenty one thousand troops, I believe, in the District of Columbia. There's all this tension, and now on top of that, we've got crazy representatives on, of course, CNN. All these things happen on CNN. Where, by the way, Jack Jake Tapper tells you only happen. Uh, they only talk about facts, facts on CNN. This is not about anything but facts. But on CNN yesterday, we've got representative from the state of Kentucky, Representative Cohen, talking about his concerns that there are basically sleeper cells, I guess, in the National Guard that are not really there. To protect Biden, but instead they should be viewed as a threat to Biden. I'm not making this up. This is what he says. I want you to hear this conversation and forgive the audio because he's on, I think he's on Skype and he doesn't have a good connection. So that's not my fault. I don't want to hear about that, but this is the, the audio with him on CNN yesterday. This morning I was reading about this on the on my Twitter account, I guess, and people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi, who were killed by her own, their own people. Um, you know, I was thinking the Guard is 90-some-odd percent, I believe, male. Uh, only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. you got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something. And there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the, the insurrection. So it does concern me, but uh, the betting at the last minute... Like, I mean, that's far... To, to, to have voted for, for Trump does not make you an insider. I mean, that, that's far different from Whoa. being a threat uh, of violence inside whether the National Guard or law enforcement. I'm curious, is there is there anything you've seen to substantiate just how broad this, guy this didn't in, get the insider memo threat may be? From Don Lemon. If it, if it exists. 
Absolutely not, Jim. But, you know, you draw a circle first. The first circle is people who work for Trump and not for Biden as far as people who would be within the zone of folks who you'd be suspect of. Suspect group is large. The suspect group is is large. Trump says 74 million of us. Well, suspect group, 74 million. How many of those 74 million are dispatched as National Guard uh, troops in Washington, D.C.? Because that's the suspect pool. That's what this guy says. You think about you think about this mindset. If you they've they've literally now whether or not this joker actually believes it or not, whether he's using it for political purposes only, he's using it for political purposes. Make no mistake about that. But whether he's crazy enough to really believe this, that's what I mean. That's I guess up for you to decide. But um, it's incredible. We've gotten to the point to where if you are you know, serving in the National Guard and you voted for Trump, you are a suspect. Think about that. A suspect as maybe a member of a coup to overthrow the government tomorrow? Is this what we're seriously talking about? And why? Because you're white and because you're in the National Guard, you probably voted for Trump. So therefore, I guess, in the minds of the radical left, you can't possibly be uh, trusted to protect the president. Now, I know many that served in the military, and I know many that served in the military who didn't necessarily agree with the commander-in-chief politically. But I tell you what, they did, and they they, they did what that commander-in-chief said. They were sworn to protect this country, and they were sworn to, you know, to, to follow the direction given by that commander-in-chief, and they did their job. I don't think it's conservatives that we have to worry about staging a resistance or a coup doesn't mean there's not some crazy aspect somewhere but in in mass i mean the, again the left had a hashtag the resistance they were proud of this they were talking about ways to get rid of trump and overthrow a, overthrow a duly elected leader for four years anyway quick timeout is in order they're nuts folks but i gotta take a break sit tight be back here in just a minute Welcome back. I want to mention that this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Intrepid Financial. Intrepidfinancial.com. Good folks. In fact, there's a history. Um, the history of the founder was served on the USS Intrepid. That's where the name Intrepid Financial comes from. They've been a loyal supporter and advertiser on this program now. Uh, they've They've just started their second year and Consider these folks if you're looking for um, investment, advice, help, and so forth. Intrepidfinancial.com, or you can call them at 317-818-1776. You got it like that, 317-818-1776. So I want to go back to this this mindset um, that Representative Cohen has, which basically means – I mean I know things are tense, and I – how do I say this? I, I know that there are there are things worth fighting for. Some people misunderstand conservative, not bitter, isn't some blase approach. Most folks under understand this that it's it's basically saying, "Hey, I am a conservative guy, but 
this isn't about anger, divisiveness, whatever else people assume conservatism is about. I'm not saying it's really about that. I'm saying we're not. I just want folks to pay attention. I just want to cut through the clutter. I want to be given a chance. I want to be able to persuade and articulate really what we think and believe. And in fact, I had a conversation uh, with someone yesterday who doesn't agree everything politically with, with me. We have a very good relationship, which is a novel concept in 2021. Um, but, you know, she'll, she'll listen to my opinions, doesn't always agree with them. But we don't have to, I mean, we don't have to resort to become mortal enemies. And that's really what Representative Cohen is saying here is that if you're, think about this, if you're white and in the National Guard and you've been called to D.C., you're a suspect for not protecting Joe Biden during the inauguration. Now, who thinks like that? Really, who thinks like that? I mean, if we're to that point, if we're to that point, what hope do we have? I don't believe we are to that point. And I do actually think that um, he's maybe projecting a little bit. I mean, the hatred and animosity we saw towards President Trump these past four years is just beyond fathomable to me. It's it's incalculable to me to witness the amount of hatred, animosity. And of course, they always have a reason. Well, Trump deserves it. Trump's a dictator. Trump's a Nazi. Trump's this. Trump's that. I just – is that really – is that really correct? Is that – I mean do do Nazis and totalitarians get censored? Do they cut taxes? Do they return power to the state? Do they cut – or to the citizen and – well, to the state from the federal government? Do they uh, – you know, do they cut the bureaucratic red tape? Do they empower businesses, local communities, individuals to make more decisions for themselves instead of the federal government? Do they empower um, – you know, religious and faith organizations? Do they double down on the importance of the First Amendment as it pertains to, um, you know, the freedom of religion? Do they do that? Is that what totalitarian states do? Is it not the first thing that they do? Is it not to do things like silence the people? Who does this? Who silences the people? Who, Who tries to get, you know, to punish churches or to try to interfere with what churches can teach? proclaim from their pulpits and so forth. Who does this? And ask yourself again, which side is the totalitarian ideology uh, most likely to associate with? Anyway, got to take a break. Oz is letting me know it's time to take a break, and I will oblige here. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. back really quickly i I love i love you folks i got a message during uh here in the past little bit on the website and by the way you can do this i've had this happen a few times people message us and say hey i've you know i'm looking for this i heard somebody on your show what's the name of the company that does that that's not an uncommon email that we got i just got that from john but he says uh, todd you make my driving to work somewhat bearable i mean somewhat bearable john we're shooting for completely enjoyable. I'm going to take that as not as an insult to the program, but rather maybe John is not looking forward to his destination there in the morning. So anyway, 
John, it's good to have you. Guys, folks, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.